back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bakovin. He is Eric Strickland. And joining us now on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, uh, we have Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald uh, doing an excellent job of, of covering the Husker beat so far. And, of course, Nebraska did get a big win last night over Minnesota. But I guess uh, some some question maybe whether that was uh, Nebraska getting better or perhaps just quality of opponent there. Uh, which way would you lean for that uh, that topic there, uh, Jimmy? Well, well, look, Minnesota certainly helped helped Nebraska out by turning the ball over double the amount of times they averaged it during the season. But um, I mean, that, I think that win was just about it was a vibes win. It was this team has been in a, a crappy mood for this entire calendar year so far because they hadn't won yet. And I think like you just, just look at what's been at like Alonzo Verge, who had a great game in the second half last night had not been finishing games. He'd been watching them from the bench often. Um, these guys, you know, Derek Walker, Eduardo Andre, Latmay, and Kobe Webster, these guys have been here uh, for a couple of years, had been a part of all of those 15 straight Big Ten losses. That stuff wears on you. Um, you could, you could, you know, in Kobe's case, maybe the frustrations came out a little bit when he, when he said, we said over the airwaves about Nebraska accountability stuff. And Fred, I mean, Fred has obviously, with, the, with his record and people are frustrated and, you know, people are talking about his job. That stuff, that stuff, they just needed a break from those conversations. They needed a reason to smile, a reason to leave the court feeling good. So I think, I think that's what that win was about. And not, that's, not to mention the athletic director, uh, Trev Alberts, is a, is a guy who has come out and said that it's not just the wins and losses that he cares about. It's the context of those wins and losses. The context at times this year has been, has been really ugly. So all that stuff is really important for that win. But, yeah, maybe Minnesota did help them out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think a little bit. But I think you're right. More, more so the story is uh, that Nebraska got in the win column. I, I guess when you look at, uh, you know, at the situation overall, maybe this is more of a, of, a, of a Wednesday question than a Thursday question, right? Because we are turning the page, hopefully, toward a Nebraska streak moving forward. But I guess a lot of people w- would probably think at this point that that um, buyout would be too big unless you have absolute disaster uh, happen on the court where you know maybe the team gives up on on, on Fred and, and that clearly isn't happening do you think Hoiberg's uh, pretty safe with the recruiting class he's got coming in and, and maybe if he gets a few wins on under his belt here in the Big Ten like I said um it's the context and right and last night that's, that goes a huge that goes a long way towards writing the rewriting the narrative that we had coming out of Saturday which was about as bad as they had looked all year against a team that that should be on their level um, I don't think that the rest of these games, seven or eight games that they have left, mean a ton toward you know Big Ten tournament seeding, obviously, or you know make it you know trying to have late season momentum going into the tournament. And I'm not a huge believer in like if we you know if we win four out of five here, that'll carry over into next season. But I do think it matters in, in what we're talking about right now with with Fred coming back because you know if they if they get blown out the next three games, okay, now the conversation changes again. If they look competitive against Iowa on Sunday, if they beat Iowa on Sunday, they win a couple of these games, then yeah, I think it, it does secure his his uh, position for next season. So that, I think, is – that's what's left here. That's the remaining storyline. That's the that's the, uh, the carrot still dangling out in front of the Huskers right now. Is they can 
secure their coach's job status with a, with a good performance down the stretch here. Hey, Jimmy, Eric Strickland here. Listen, I got a question for you. What, what do you think about the rest of the season, right? Because we have the rest of the season. We have March. It's going to come quicker, sooner than later. It's, it's like this year is already flying by. But at the end of the day, the baseball team now finds themselves in the top 20 ranked, and, and they're looking like they're going to be off to a, getting a good start for their spring coming up soon. The record looks good for them. And so with how bad football was, how bad basketball was, Volleyball was off the chain, had a, you know, big, you know, great season, a tough loss in the in the uh, NCAA championships. But with spring coming, would you think basketball, I mean, baseball would be a good a good buffer in 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 hopefully shedding some positive lights on on the coming spring and preparation for spring football? Absolutely, man. And, and I think that kind of like the way. Nebraska football did this past offseason. I thought of you know they they somehow found a way to spin a three and nine season into positive momentum with all the transfer transfers they brought in and you know the recruiting the late recruiting push they made. Um, and I think a lot of that had to do with you know Scott being able to sell that they were close that they just needed a few pieces to get over the top. So I think that you know having seen bringing guys in, having them see the, the success that baseball and volleyball have and the way that Nebraska fans support those programs, couple that with, you know, maybe a nice late season push here. They win a couple games. They look competitive. You know, they don't, no more, no more blowouts, no more talk about what the effort is on the team. I definitely think that can make a difference going forward. That can build some momentum. Yeah, and, and just, as, as long as we're talking about it, you know, we'll jump around here because there's some interesting stuff going on today in the world of sports. But with, with Husker football coming up, I know the spring game um, has, uh, has sold 30,000 tickets. We've seen that. Um, do you expect there to be a huge crowd there? I mean, for me, it feels like, um, you know, it's one of the bigger spring games that we've had in a long time. Like you said, yeah. coming off a 3-9 and nine season, yeah, I mean, you would think that everybody would be down in the dumps. But there's so many storylines and position battles that I can't imagine that the Memorial Stadium won't be pretty close to pack. <laughs> two, two words for you guys quarterback battle i mean yeah that's that's mm-hmm. all that needs to be said there i mean it's it I, I presume i think most of us presume that casey thompson's gonna win that job he's got more experience he's, he's been at the college level longer he's played more football games than, than shubba purdy has but and shubba purdy has a built-in connection with mark whipple and he was a highly rated guy his, his brother had a, a great success at the college level not to say he's going to be exactly his brother but People, I think that alone will draw a ton of pe- a ton of people in the seats, and they've brought in a lot of interesting transfer guys, a lot of interesting recruits that people want to get their eyes on. It's it's kind of a when you get a new offensive staff in like they have, everyone's kind of the depth chart is reset, right? Like no one is guaranteed anything, so everyone is gonna every Nebraska football fan is gonna say, as much as they say they they're done or whatever. Fans say it all the time. It's, they've built enough momentum where I think they're going to draw people back in, and, and people love making their own depth charts and, and making their own evaluations. So, yeah, I think I think the spring game is going to be a very big deal this year. Speaking of that, um, we, we know that at the skill positions, they've definitely filled those rooms up pretty good. Um, one of the areas that uh, – well, actually, two of the areas is that there, there, there seems to be – some uncertainty is definitely with injury and as well as with some, some departures is in the front lines, both on the defense and the offensive side. Do you expect them to jump heavily again after the spring, or do you expect them to continue to make some moves to jump into the portal to try to secure some of those positions with some, 
some solid uh, uh, backgrounds there in those positions. Yeah, I think we'll have to see how it plays out because right now, right now they're kind of scrapped, uh, strapped for roster space. But there usually is another exodus after the spring game. Um, not just you know, guys will leave Nebraska after the spring game when they're not satisfied with where they line up at the depth chart. But guys will leave after uh, leave other programs for the same reason. So you, you got to see what's out there. But I mean, I think um, they they seem to think that up front with with the defensive line guys that they do have back. Uh, they feel comfortable in in guys like Ty Robinson, guys like Casey Rogers, to be able to at least provide a foundation. Um, but we'll have to see. And that's that's really a situation where you just can't know who's going to be in the portal. So it's it's a wait and see approach, I think, on that front. Love it. Yeah, and jumping over to some national news, I saw you tweeting about this. So I'll get your uh, your uh, your uh, oh, your boy. thoughts on it. The the big trade and the trade deadline today. I think that both the teams, you know, the Nets and the 76ers did this because it's mutually beneficial. But that's not what we do in sports radio. We have to have a winner. Who's the winner of the trade? <laughs> oh man, um, uh, we are. We are <laughs> the people that's who right. love watching NBA chaos unfold. We are the winners. It's an extremely risky move on both ends, man. Like James Harden has public, you know, publicly and and very uglily—that's not a word—but <laughs> left left two franchises in, in two in two seasons, one calendar year. That guy, we I'm not sure what necessarily he wants. You know, he's always been an ISO heavy guy, and then supposedly he left Brooklyn because he he didn't like that he had to do it all again or. So that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Obviously, Ben Simmons comes with his own limitations, his shooting limitations. Those shouldn't be as highlighted in Brooklyn because they got a lot of guys who can make plays. But that the spotlight will still be on him, and especially so when when the playoffs come around and they the game gets late and teams are going to keep. I mean, I guarantee teams will put him on the foul line intentionally. So both of those guys have reputations to rebuild and. A lot to prove. I'm I'm so excited to see how the East playoffs are going to turn out this year. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Then one final question for you, and I don't know if you can give your pick or if you're, you're waiting to give your pick, but the Super Bowl upcoming uh, this weekend, um, um, how do you see that one playing out? It's, a, it's extremely tough for me to bet against Joe Burrow, especially given that I went to college uh, in Athens, his hometown. But I think I'm going to do that uh, because I just – He's been a wizard in the pocket. He's been able to evade pass rushes this whole postseason. I just think the Rams have a different animal uh, in the front seven with, with Von Miller, Aaron Donald, the guys they have up there. I think Joe's going to be running for his life. I, don't, I think we, we've watched Joe Burrow. It's easy to become enchanted with Joe Burrow, but we forget quickly what happened last year with Patrick Mahomes when he didn't have an offensive line. It got ugly quick. So I like the Rams this weekend. All right, excellent stuff from Jimmy Watkins. Uh, thanks for joining us on the block today, Jimmy. We'll have to reach out again. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Uh, all right, there he goes, Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, we're going to take a quick break before we come back and round things out here on the block before uh, we get to an interesting night tonight. Uh, we, we do have Hitting the Hardwood coming up. We've talked plenty about uh, a few of the trades in the NBA, but there's a lot of them, so we'll break uh, those down a little bit more. Coming up next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.